0: Hi, and welcome back to the Unconventionalist podcast. My name is Mark DeRoost, and today I've got an exciting guest back on the show. But before I dive into who we have on today, I just want to say a big thank you for sharing last week's episode around the power of storytelling. It was a live talk I gave for the startup tribe at Escape the City. We went over in a farm just outside of London, and it was amazing and i've had nothing but great feedback about that talk and and just really wanted to say thank you for reaching out and for sharing it and as a result we've now reached 9540 downloads of the podcast so that is Pretty special. So thank you so much. And you know what time it is. It's time to give you the leaderboard of this week's most uh, listened podcast around the world. And in number one, we have United Kingdom. Well done, UK, for maintaining that solid position throughout. Quickly followed by United States, Canada, fourth Spain, fifth Australia, sixth Netherlands, seven Ireland, eighth Libya, ninth South Africa, and tenth Italy, Croatia, France, and Norway you're just a little bit behind. But don't worry, keep on listening, keep on sharing, and you'll be back up in the leaderboard in no time. So today's guest is someone who I met through a mutual friend. His name is Tomas Zvitorka. And I apologize, Tomas, if I just completely mispronounce your name. Um, And what we talked about was something that's really interesting. So Tomas is also a coach. And we sat down and we talked about why is it that we care so much about what other people think of us and and why is it that we actually are afraid or, or not quite sure what to stand for or, or even what are some of the values? And Thomas shared what he believed was some of the antidotes to, to, to being a fraud. And we talked about why being honest actually matters more about how you want to perceive yourself to others, if that makes sense. And the the really interesting topic that we both talked about is about how there's so much in this industry, especially around self-development and coaching and public speaking, this need to have an epic story and to milk every single detail of it, either small or big tragedy that we had in our lives and turn that in our advantage so that we can inspire loads of people. And we just sat down, we got really real about like, what does that actually mean? And, and why is it that so many people need to have a drama story? Um, and last but not least, we also talked about why 90% of coaches don't have actual paying clients and why Thomas believes that there's there's a problem also that we need to address in in the coaching world. You can find out more uh, about Thomas, and I'll, I'll put all the show notes uh, below. So you make sure to go and check out the show notes over at forward slash episode forward slash 44. Wow, we've reached 44 episodes. And you'll hear that in my uh, interview with Thomas, which I did... Um, admittedly, quite a while back. I think I mentioned it's like, oh, I think it's the 36th episode. No, it's not. It's the 44th episode. And we're going strong. We're growing strong. We've got more and more guests lined up. I just want to say thank you so much for for still tuning in each week. I value your time that you spend uh, paying attention to the show. And as always, I'd love for you to go over on iTunes and subscribe to the show and leave a review. I'm going to be reading the reviews in the next week episode because there's some of you that have been posting and i so appreciate you for it and i just want to make sure i give you um some spotlight to say thank you but in the meantime that's enough from me i give you tomas Tomas, welcome to the show Pleasure to be here. Yeah, we were just we were just talking, and it's one of those things I was saying. We I always end up having these amazing conversations before or after the podcast <laughs> records. <laughs> and I'm like, shit! Yeah, we should have recorded that. Um, yeah, we were just talking about the uh, the fact that I'll, I'll be changing from now that you're one of the last guests I'm interviewing. Right. And I'll be changing to doing my own messages. And the conversation we were having was: Do you want to become a broadcaster or do you want to become a messenger? Right. And the big difference for me is do you basically enjoy getting other people's messages and you broadcast that to the world but you get known for mm. being someone who, who transmits the message right or do you want to be known as the person who has a message to say yeah yeah. Like
1: it, I think if you were not a coach then I would say I would say yeah okay do do that you know just interview lots of people but because you're a coach and you want to put yourself out there and you want people to know that, that you know mm. so I think it's um it's better. It depends what what your purpose is or someone's purpose is, right? Right. But I think in, in, in your case, and and I've been kind of chewing on the idea of you know podcasts and what should it be like, should I interview people and so on? Sure. Um for a while. And I came to the same conclusion that um if you if you just interview people, it can very easily slip into this um, and, I, and I bring something that my coach told me. It was was profound. It was about my public speaking, but it yeah. kind of applies to this as well. He says, "No one cares about you and your past. People care about themselves and their future." Mm. And um, this was b- related to my public speaking. Sure. You know, uh, because you know, at the beginning, I was nervous and I was making it about myself. Sure. But it made me think about podcasts and you know all these interviews that people do. And um, actually, recently message someone who who's uh, podcasts and I really like but it's it's again it's just about the guest yeah. and what they've been through yeah i mean as nice as it is like i don't know how about other people but i'm listening to podcasts like i want to learn something yeah like sure. we all have a story we all have been through you know mm. some stuff some people been through really rough stuff some people not so much but um th- these interviews are often not focused enough on the actual the learning yeah. Right. That. W- like what's that. in it for them? What's in it for them?
0: Yeah. No, definitely. And it's, it's funny because from a very selfish point of view, I always say if I've learned one thing from my guest, then I'm happy. You yeah. know, that, that, that. like if I can get one thing from that interview, then I've considered that a success. Right. And, and it's been really, really, really interesting, man. It's been like, uh, I think this is like the 36th episode. And what? What? the amazing thing is that the bottom line, I guess, would be that we're all the same. Mm. We all have aspirations, we all have fears. And some of the people that I've interviewed that are quote unquote successful people, people who've done great stuff, they had no fucking idea what they were doing when they started. Yeah. You know? And it's like and it's that and it's this whole kind of we make up that people we look up to, or people we look at, or admire, or whatever you want to call it, are special or different. Right. And they're not. I mean, you and I we went to this Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. event and again. You know, being in that ring, and we we spoke with Gary. It was amazing to see the kind of aura he had around him. But the guy's is just a normal guy. He's just a normal guy. Yeah, when yeah. he's not on stage, like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. he's like this normal dude. Exactly. So, um, so here's the thing. So one, one of, I was kind of like every guest that comes, I'm kind of thinking, okay, what's the angle I want to go with? What's like one of the lessons I'd love to draw out of it? And one thing about you, which is quite funny, so we met at a at a party, right, a couple of years ago. Um, in one of our common friends, Michael's... Was flat it, was, it was a birthday party, just to clarify. Yeah, it was <laughs> 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 Yeah, I almost got told off for putting pictures <laughs> the next day. It's like, uh, I didn't mind everyone, that's awkward. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and since then, we've kind of been uh, following, I guess, from, from Facebook... And I remember on your, on your birthday, I sent you a video for your birthday and I said, oh, you know, make sure to be you and don't be a co- cookie-cutter coach. Right. Yeah. Why do you think so many coaches fall into a pattern of trying to be someone else that they're not? Um, well,
1: this goes into, I personally think, is because they, they're not clear themselves who they are. And so yesterday, I'm, I'm on Periscope. Um, and I do daily, s- daily scope. Where can so people find you on Periscope? Um, it's at the moment at T S Live Coaching. Okay. And or oh, they just find my name, Thomas Viterka, Yeah, and, and I'll come up. And I went into <laughs> this rant about um, why <laughs> people care so much about what others think of them, mm. and there's several reasons for them. And one of them is that people are not clear on who they are. And what they stand for, what their values are, you know, what they believe in. So, and we need to kind of play some game, right? We need to play by some rules. We need to kind of buy into something. So people just buy into other people's beliefs and and uh, mm. ideologies and so on. They want to, if, th- and this is something that um, happened to me quite early on when I started coaching. That I found myself in coaching, like, yeah. no, sorry, uh, let me put it this way. I found my style of coaching, like six or seven months in. Mm. And before that, I was, you know, you got Tony Robbins, he's trying to do all these things, and, you know, the only reason why you're not getting where you want to get is the story you're telling yourself. (laughs) Um, No, you you try to be like someone. Yeah. And and it's very easy to start, uh, you know, being pretentious. And and I I actually know some coaches that they have the problem. Mm. And you just can't tell it's not them.
0: It's a bit, it's funny, as you say that, what comes up for me is like, it's like a tribute band. It's, it's like, you know, it's like you're playing yeah, other people's music. Exactly. It's, like, it's exactly. like you're a musician, but you're playing exactly. somebody else's music. And when do you go from playing someone else's music to playing your, like creating and, and doing your own flavor? Right. And right. I love what you're saying about the, you don't know who you are. Uh, big question. How can people uh, find who they are?
1: I, I always <laughs> make this joke that you should climb up the mountain and sit there for a week and just and just sit on it. Um, but that's not very practical.
0: Advice. There's no mountains in London. But
1: Yeah, th- exactly. Especially Primrose Hill. Especially in London. Maybe
0: exactly. Hampstead. Right, right. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> Richmond. It's not even a hill. It's just yes. like a... <laughs> a bump.
1: Yeah, a bump, right? <laughs> um, well, I think people don't think about this enough. Like, what do I stand for? What do I believe in? What my values are? Yeah. And it's interesting for my clients, one of the things um, that I've... One of the trainings I've done, I have a license to do... It's called Advanced Insights uh, Profile, which is an assessment that... You do online and and it spills out like spits out 70 pages of like in-depth sort of
0: personality traits yeah
1: Yeah, like values and and behavioral style and so on so it shows a lot but i think people don't spend enough time with themselves just to think okay well what do i really like what do i really stand for what what i think it's right what i think it's wrong Um, because it can be very uncomfortable to go through that and uh, but I think it's very important because until you clear on that you'll be always copying someone. Yeah, because you get n- nothing nothing else to stand yeah. for. Yeah.
0: And there's and uh, you know there's something the big a big topic that's coming for me at the moment is around this whole stand of what you believe in. Like yeah. like really like don't stop stop being so afraid to to sort of stand up for your beliefs yeah. and take the heat that comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. So social media, yeah. It's this kind of perfect image of what we all you know like oh look at my life it's amazing i'm on a holiday i've got a six pack whatever how can people actually use social media as a way to leverage their truth Ooh, that's a good
1: question how can people use social media to leverage their truth
0: like assuming they already have it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, oh it's, no, it's, it's, uh, it's not to find themselves <laughs> <on social. laughs> well it's to be that they spend a bit of time with themselves they've you know they've hired right, you as a coach sure. um they've worked on their values and who they are um, I think for me it's like w- the, I guess the question behind the question is like so many people I know who are on social media are afraid of writing shit like they're yeah. even ari- afraid of yeah. w- writing the word shit yeah. in their in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, so we can swear in here we totally sorry. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is R-rated oh yeah it's yeah, R-rated that's good um, so it's like, it's like it's like why do you think people like how can they do that how can they actually use social media to to speak up yeah just fucking do it Mm.
1: like if you uh, you know if you believe in something then I put it out there and this is what makes like okay you need to be k- smart sometimes people believe in crazy stuff and <laughs> and you know uh, you don't necessarily want to
0: put a know. dick pic yeah exactly this <laughs> is what like what's <laughs> 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 <wants> about <laughs> <laughs>
1: right no but just you know be, be so kind of socially calibrated but don't don't shy away from who you are this is yesterday on the, s- on the Periscope one of them um uh, viewers ask me um how do you how do you stop being shy putting mm. yourself as a business person on social media and i'm thinking why would you be shy about putting out there that you entrepreneur and as uh, we talked about it mm. it turns out either your product is shit mm. and you don't believe in it or you crap it, and you're just scared, you know, putting yourself out there. Mm. Well, I, I don't know what other or you scamming people. Like, if you have a genuine product or service, and you believe in it, and and it's fun being at the beginning of the journey. Like we knew, and this is the thing. This is what I told her as well. I said, look, when I started coaching, I told people, "Listen, you're my first client, you're my fifth client, right?" And I was, this is kind of antidote to feeling like a fraud. Sure. Just, just tell us, how tell it how it is. Yeah. Again, this is something that we talk about, you know, a couple of days ago. That um, I found a few years back that being l- kind of brutally honest mm. is just so liberating, and people respect it, and people appreciate that. Yeah.
0: What do you think? gets in the way of what's what? What's the what's the roadblock that gets in people's way around this brutal honesty, or, or just even honesty?
1: Um, people ask. Um, people want to be liked mm. so much. And one thing they don't realize that uh, playing it safe and you know pretending and and sucking up and people please uh, they may be liked by a few people, but they also not liked by a bunch of people because of that mm. including me probably because i ca- you know you can usually tell when people are like you know sucking up and all this yeah, stuff. um, so th- they're playing a, a wrong game, like they're fooling themselves, yeah. I personally prefer to be respected than to be liked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. But that's such a huge thing though. Yeah. The whole um, seeking approval, seeking yeah. validation, wanting to be liked. Yeah. Because it's a human nature to want to harmonize and be yeah. in, in society and be part of a group. And, this, and I think it's linked almost to the standing up for what you believe. There might be a repercussion of what would happen if people really heard what you yeah. like. I'm guessing you weren't always like this. There must have um, been a moment where Thomas must have been like, "I yeah. also want to be liked." Yeah, I also oh, pussyfoot sure, around what sure. I really and think.
1: And don't get me wrong; it's not like I, d- I don't give a shit like whether you like me or not. No, I'm, I'm I like to be liked, of course. Like I li- like people to, you know, whatever, look up to me or wanting to be my friends. or so. but um, this this goes back to the public speaking. Um, that my coach told me, "Listen, you you're so so petrified or petrified of public speaking? Like, wh- why do you do that?" Like, you're making it about yourself. So g- are you going there to make friends? Is that the reason why you're there? I mm. said, no, that's not why I'm doing that. Why are you doing that? I said, well, I want to teach people something. You know, I want them to, to grow. To and grow, so yeah. On. He said, just go there and do fucking that. And stop worrying about whether they like you, whether you look good and whether you... They want to hang out with you afterwards. Just go there and deliver the message. It's but like you've got a mission and exactly. just that. Just do do your exactly. mission. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I forgot what your question was. Yeah, the qu-
0: the question was like, because um, people listening to this are like, okay, so that's that's where I'd like to be, and they w- they want to know how you oh, got you there. So like, yeah, yeah. so yeah. like, so like, there was a time in your life where maybe you were like afraid of speaking your truth. But maybe yeah. like you were caring too much about what people think. So what
1: happened? Okay, um, that's a good question, and I need to think about it a little, but. I personally believe that this the transition happened when I was 24, probably somewhere around that age. Uh, I got to London. Uh, I was in London for, for a couple of years already, and like <laughs> my parents are very nice people. They v- they they're nice. They're not assertive. Uh, so I have never had the role model, and I've never had the. I remember my mom. You know, she she's great. But she always kind of said things like, "Oh, what would they think?" You know, if, if you go out like this, and don't be rock careful. The ball, be yeah. careful, and so on. and and I grew up with that, and and there yeah. was a sort of philosophy there. I thought, okay, don't d- complain, don't yeah, make a fuss. Yeah, 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 And then you see some people being very assertive, and that makes you uncomfortable, them uncomfortable. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to make someone uncomfortable. and sure. So assertiveness is bad, and yeah. being nice is the way to go. Sure. You know, and so on, and and I think around that age like 23 24 in london and i started you know dating more and and at the beginning i, I, I was very i had very average life very like, like a very regular job i think below average to be honest hmm. um no big aspirations there's nothing Just going coasting, on coasting kind exactly, of under the radar exactly. yeah exactly and like that's not something that's not very attractive right um so during like dates uh, i think i was i was um kind of pretending that i was better than i was and more confident and having cool life and trying to be some someone else and um th- girls know they can smell the bullshit right and mm-hmm. so i think and i guess i lost several dates opportunities mm-hmm. for that and this is one thing that um and this is takeaway for your listeners i suppose that it really hurts if you lose something or someone f- because you were pretending to be someone else.
0: And even if you get that someone because of you, yeah, exactly. yeah, and then they exactly and
1: you know sometimes dates went well and it was all great and that you can't act yeah, forever. Yeah, hold it up. That's exactly. Like, yeah, and at some point you drop you drop the mask and it's like oh hold on this is not what I bought into you know yeah and um so v- I think this is when when I realized that. Like you gotta be real you gotta be yourself and if someone will like you it's going to be for that and if someone doesn't like you let them not like you for the right reasons for for who you are
0: yeah you
1: know um
0: and so this is this is about that so you said because so the question was around like when ha- what happened for you so you're like around this moment in your life you're in this job you're pretending that you're something yeah. that you're not and you're like seeking these women and they're kind of seeing the bullshit through you and like so what happens and i i realized and I <laughs> vividly remember I was with my
1: friend in Tottenham Hale. Uh, sitting in Burger King. <laughs> There's like this shopping center, shopping mall-like area. Yeah. Sitting in Burger King, and we were we got so pissed off and depressed about how shitty our lives w- were, like having this uh, draining nine to five, and there was no aspiration inside. There's nothing. O- I was like, fuck, we got to do something. And um, we decided then, okay, let's start uni. Let's start studying. And I was already on th- kind of the journey of self-person de- development or self-development c- started. And it took me, um, this was around winter time, so it took, us f- took me a few months to sign up. And then they lost my application at uni, and I went to a different uni for first year. And then I went back to that uni to study at Birkbeck psychology. And, um, and I loved it completely. So I think at that point, there was like a firm decision shit i gotta do something with my life mm. i can't live like this
0: do you, th- do you think people need to necessarily hit rock bottom before they take no, radical absolutely action
1: not. no I, like, I wasn't at rock bottom i was as you said i was cruising along mm. it was okay i was i had enough money to to go out uh i had m- enough money to
0: yeah so that's almost like the w- that yeah i love that because it's almost like ah uh, there's so many people that I, I call that sleepwalking yeah you know yeah. people are just like um it's okay like I'm good exactly. I'm not a, no, it's not a, it's not exactly what to do but I guess I could do yeah. this yeah. you know and it's like and that's almost like so scary because you could flatline.
1: And and y- you sort of go exactly into into um something that I want to want to share is that I don't have an epic story. I don't have th- the um, I was sob I was I,
0: I was homeless for 6 months. Yeah, I don't I, I don't was have abused that. by my I don't yeah, have that. Yeah. like yeah.
1: my family, you know, the great people, I love my parents. Um you know they got divorced, but b- to be honest, like it, it didn't hit me in any way. I was thinking, okay, they never argued or anything, and they just didn't work out. Uh, and I thought, okay, if it doesn't work out, why would they be How together? How 14 Um, fourteen, fifteen, okay. something like that. I I took it really well. I was like, it was just it seems so logical cool. to me. And um, and I've been through things in life, but there was nothing like I absolutely don't consider
0: my life story to be like oh my this do is what happened. do you me? think people milk that because uh, i do i mean uh, th- that's, this is me projecting my do you think some people will find something in their life and try to milk that to make it sound like oh you know i had a really tough time coming here for sure struggle, yeah. and
1: you know this is my opinion i think people are s- tired of all these drama stories i don't <laughs> know it's my opinion like if you go to these events everyone has a drama story and know i could i could milk it as well i'm sure i could find something you know, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like me my <laughs> parents got divorced but it's not like that i've been always yeah. emotional very stable and um and this is the thing i've lived this okay life for so long like this average thing and i think most people have this okay life you know they just they settle on this average yeah cruising good along. enough exactly good enough Yeah. And um, so that's why I'm, I'm starting this new project. It's called OK is Not Enough. Mm. And I want to work with people that are in this position when they, when they feel okay, but they're just sick and tired of being average and yeah. being invisible. That's what average is. It's invisible. No mm. one knows about you. And when they know that they can do so much better. And so I want to help them to, to bring that up. Yeah. Because th- I think it's actually having this you know, drama C- for some people could be helpful because it, it, when you when they hit the rock bottom it just pr- can propel them mm. upwards there's just so much fear and anger around that that they work really hard but w- not everyone has that but don't forget many people have these tragic stories it breaks them and and they stay down there mm. you only hear about the ones that actually yeah bounce T- off turn the bottom, around yeah
0: know? yeah it's so, it's so interesting man because I, I have a, i have a lot of love and, and hate for our industry around life coaching mm. and coaching um, you know, and I, I, did, I do videos like Don't <laughs> Talk Like a Life Coach and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that but one, it, that was a good one. Thanks. But it's, you know, and it's, I think there's, I know personally people who go on stage and start telling the story and they just like, just like overdo this kind of dramatic uh, archetype. And one, I'm just going like, yeah. why? Like, really? Like, I know your life, dude. Like, I know your stories and that is, that is, like yeah. an over- and it's like, and it's almost, I remember when I started this and it's a bit like if I was trying to become a rapper. Yeah. I'd be like, I feel like a fraud. Yeah. I My parents are still together. Yeah. Like, I had good upbringing, you know, my mom's a teacher, my dad's a teacher, like, we were good. Yeah. You know, I had a Labrador. You know, life was good. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't have this like, dramatic story, yeah. and therefore I'm a fraud, and therefore yeah. like, I can't go as say, and go like and I think that's, <coughs> It goes back to the initial conversation around be yourself, be who you are. Like, absolutely, yeah, and and don't be ashamed of it. Like, yeah. if, if you don't have yeah. some, if you haven't lost your dad or been abused or what have you, then yeah. it doesn't mean you're less worthy of of having a message or getting on stage. Right, and yeah. this, this is
1: you know I've been coaching for almost four years, and um, the, my I've had a coach for four years, and I've got two coaches. Um, it's not that I'm so messed up. It's just because one, it's one is some business and the other one is from like actual coaching skills. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but they, because f- they're from States as well, they've been kind of pushing me into, f- you know, find your, find your niche and, and yeah. you know, you know, single men in their thirties trying to quit smoking or something yeah. like that. And it's just, I, I've never had this niche. Yeah. And because nothing felt right. Nothing felt like, yeah, this is, this True. is part of my story. Yeah. Until very recently, when I realized this, you know, I was talking with my girlfriend about this, and we can she's she's very smart, so we were going through all these, you know, what's going on in my coaching, and and this okay it's not enough, yeah, came up, and I said, like, fuck, this
0: is it, yeah, well, this they they often it. say that there's that I had a guest on the show called. Ted Hargrave from Marketing for Hippies. You should check it out. He's Mm a great story. He basically used to work with Tony Robbins. He used to do all his video training series and like start off his career like that and then basically went like, this is fucking awful. I don't want to do this and quit and then started helping coaches and yogis and um, I don't know what the acupuncture, stuff like that to do marketing, like teaching, teaching self, but like in a very super conscious way. And the reason why I say that is um, he he, he believes like... uh, Look at your pain points in your past, and it doesn't have to be like a oh, dramatic thing, but like yeah. if you could go back and speak to yourself at some point in your life, when would that be? And what would you tell yourself? Mm. And it sounds like maybe you'd go back and go, oh, you're coasting, or like you need yeah. to wake up, or maybe yeah. before Burger King, you might have gone, hey, man, like wake the fuck up, like yeah. get that goal. And it sounds like that's what you're referring to now when you want to work with people. I don't know if they're guys or girls, but if you want to work with people, that they are just, feel like they're just totally cruising. On cruise yeah. control, yeah. And yeah, You want to put some kit knobs in there, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy most about what you do? Ooh, this is. Um, I'm going
1: through like a business um, training now, and this is one of the questions, like, why do you love what you do, or, or what do you enjoy about it? It's you know, I, I like everything, and when I started coaching, I'm sure you as well. We had this romantic idea of you know I'll be sitting you know in front of people, and I was just <laughs> talking to them, we have these deep, profound conversations and they walk away transformed. But then even though this could be part of coaching, not every session is like that. And th- it's just my coach says the coaching is is a th- actual reward for all the other hard work that you do. Mm. Um, which is there's sales and business business part, the marketing and all mm. this stuff, you know, branding. And I enjoy all of that. Mm. Um, it's not probably good in advance. Like, uh, I'm sure you're no, looking no, no. for something specific. No no, no,
0: no, no. I'll talk about it. It's, it's like, because uh, cause I often find, I love the thing that you said, that people have a fantasy about what yeah coaching is. And I think there's a massive gap between, so I, I train with CTI, and it's really interesting because If people that I think I forgot who said this, I'm I'm not, I didn't come up with this, but someone said if people invested as much time in developing their business as they would in developing their coaching training skills, Mm. we would have a very different industry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I know so many people who discover coaching. They're like, oh my God, it's the best thing in the world. They want to become life coaches. They ditch their jobs. Yeah. And then fuck, like reality hits. They don't know how to market themselves. They don't absolutely. know how to brand themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And and what would you want to tell someone who's thinking about becoming a life coach?
1: Um, like you need to be prepared f- for I- it's it's not something that you just try on the weekends. Um, it's it's <laughs> going to be your profession for years. I need to be committed to it. And like when I started coaching, um, I had a full time job, and I was working long hours, and I was coaching on the weekends. Sure. And then I was gradually withdrawing from the job, you know, so I was working four days and three days and two days and so on. And, and, you know, ask anyone who knows me, Michael or my girlfriend or so on, I work, well, until recently, it was seven days a week. Seven days a week, I get up at six o'clock in the morning, I go to bed at midnight by closing my laptop. And I'm putting in insane hours. Um, and now it's I'm trying to you have Saturday f- kind of free. Um, but I love it. I love what I do. And, you know, when, when I went on holidays, the reason why I haven't been on holidays for years until last Christmas um, was because I don't need holidays. Like, I don't... I wasn't... We went to, you know, Philippines and to see my girlfriend's family and so on. And um, I was there itching to to go back. I love the time. It was awesome. But mm. I was like... Ask her. I was on my laptop. I was still doing things. But mm. I, I love what I
0: do. do. Do you have a problem switching off? Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. Because, it's, it's interesting, right? I think I think this is the double-edged sword of doing what you love, which is yeah. sometimes you even for yourself you don't know when to draw the line between. Okay, I need I need, it's not that I. D- here's the thing, right? I need and I want yeah to take some time off because I think it's like I don't want to because it's like I yeah. love what I do, and there's also like you're your own boss. There's no one that's going to tell you get out the office. We're clo- we're shutting down yep. the office at seven. You leave your laptop behind, so you can always be switched on. Yeah, and I think in our industry of basically doing what you love and all this kind of stuff, um, I I think there's a tendency to glorifying busyness. And people going like, oh, I'm busy, I've got got all this stuff. Yeah, I'm super busy. Like, oh, no, I've got busy, I'm doing this. And there's almost like, are you working hard or are you working smart? Mm.
1: Yeah, Yeah. is is that a question? No, it's it's, it's more like, so how do
0: you know Like, especially because I love what you're saying, because for me, it's a big topic at the moment, like, especially the Gary Vaynerchuks, you'll come and go like, you're going to fucking hustle like seven days a week, no holidays, don't sleep, four hours sleep, boom, boom, boom. And that's like, that's one way of doing it, right? It's like the same way that you talk about you, like you're you're a hard worker and stuff. And from this, I'm like, okay, and when how will you know when it's time for you to actually slow down or take a break or take some time off and spend some quality time with yourself? (laughs) How would I know? That's good. I, I should get better. Uh, maybe I need some coaching on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm obviously um, trying to put a little bit more time of, um, you know, me meeting my friends, mm. um, spending time with my girlfriend. You know, but this is the thing. It doesn't really help. She's really hardworking as well. Mm. She she has a job, but she she works when she gets home as well. Sometimes because she loves what she's doing and so we, we're not really helping each other yeah. <laughs> but this, like we're happy you know and um th- the one thing that I want to say about the difference like y- you know about business and coaching and so on is that when you have a job like you go there y- you know you clock your hours and you get your salary at the end of the month and, like and that's tha- it that's it responsibility stops there yeah Yeah. but in if you have your own business whatever it is like everything makes a difference sure and if you care about the business it's like your it's like your child like i don't have children but I assume this is this is what it's like like everything makes a difference you like you're nourishing the thing and you want to make it better and you're happy with every success and uh, you know i spoke in philippines mm-hmm. and i do i was invited to radios and things like that and just like wow and you look back few months and or, or a year or two and i'm like wow you know i've gone such a long journey Sure. and um it's just, it's, it's. I don't know. I, I love what I do, and yeah. it's just eb- it you're building something. Yeah, I, th- no, no. I think it's a man thing. Yeah, I don't know. well, I, d- I don't
0: You know what? It's, it's interesting because it's. So I'm very fortunate that um, my, my girlfriend has been running her own business for a few years now, and and I'm so I'm like you. So I used to work full time, uh, while I was coaching on the side. So I wrote a book. I used to coach, in the so I'd get up at six to write, and then I'd coach at six people right. in Australia. I'd go home, and then I'd, at midnight I'd be coaching people in America. Yeah. And I found my glory in this kind of, oh my, you know, for six years, because I was running another business before that. So I've, w- I've been a part-time entrepreneur for six years right. with a full-time job. And I found my identity in that to be, look at me, I'm doing so much, and I'm so boom, right. you know, bam. And now that I'm full-time a coach, and I'm full-time running my own business, it was really difficult for me mm. to actually work more reasonable hours. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's just like I would still do my whole thing about all day and then I'd work till the night and the gift that I have and for me, so that's why I was kind of asking you and almost kind of asking that question which was, my girlfriend was like, I want to be spending time with you and there's a time and point where you've got to ask yourself, when are you working for the sake of working and you're Mm -hmm. being productive or just because you've got this fear that there's always more to do and you're not stopping and stuff like that. Mm. So I have started experimenting with like shutting down the laptop at 7 p.m. and that freaked me yeah, out. Yeah, I can imagine. Freaked me out. At the beginning, I was just like, what, are we gonna do? what am I going to do for like four hours? Yeah. That's like four hours of productivity. I could record podcasts. I could do my blog posts. Yeah, I could do my yeah, newsletter. Yeah. I could yeah. look into my words. You know, all this time, like all this, t- and what's happened and what I've realized is that, man, it's like there is real power in taking a break mm. from the hamster wheel of doing, doing, doing. And I wrote a, a, a wrote a, a post and I reached a podcast on this last week which was, I took two weeks off, no podcasts, no videos, no blog posts. Right. And man, for the first time in my y- in a year, I guess, that since I, I, I've taken a break, and I was kind of like, actually, I, I'm going to stop interviewing people. I'm going to stop putting my. Ma- Some stuff really got clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I see. think as people like we run our business, we can get so caught into this every little helps that we sometimes miss the fucking big picture. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sometimes you need to step yeah. away from things. Yeah. And uh, one more one more thing about working hard and you know, hustling and so on. It's just being so overused and hustling, you know. Yeah. Hustling. And um this is something that I see very often as well at the beginning, with coaches especially. New coaches, they dive into it and they see all these, you know, other, um, other successful coaches or those that are doing well and so on and they just or who
0: look like they're successful on the outside, but they fucking hate their lives on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and they p- they start doing insane stuff. Like, they jump into it and start, you know, like, hustling, but on the level that they cannot sustain. Yeah. Right? And it's just, I don't know, if y- you run as well, right?
0: No, 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 I, I've got bad knees. Like I do more like explosives, but like CrossFit, MMA, that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, so let's, I, I do quite, you know, I do run a lot and I used You've to run. You've lost a
0: lot of weight, by the way, mate. No, uh, really? Yeah, I find since I first met you. Wow. Okay. Cool. I, th- I feel. I feel like you look in better Take shape. It as a compliment. Okay. Cool. Yeah, mate. So all those gym pictures <laughs> that you've been posting on Facebook. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. With those gloves. We're gonna all talk the about the. We need to talk about those gloves though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but don't distract me. I I Sorry. Yeah. So you're, so you're running. So you see so you like running. So, so yeah. And I like long races. So oh. I used to run, you know, half marathon every week. And, and cool. And but this is the thing. I know o- over the over time, I got to know m- my body in a way that if I start too fast. And within mm. two or three, four kilometers, if I start burn out. Um, feeling the pain in my in my muscles, it's um, wrong. I need to slow down. Mm. So so you warm up, you start really slow, and then you're picking up. And I know that I've over over. When I go beyond ten, twelve k, like I know, my tempo kind of appears, my yeah. pace appears. You and can't hold it on that. No, that on that on that tempo, you can actually run oh, you can, for, okay. for you know miles. F- yeah, you know, for miles. Yeah. So. And this is same, I think, in business, in, in hustling and or, uh, working hard, that you need to find your tempo that you can sustain. Because mm. it, one of the, and in coaching especially, like people look for congruency, right? If you're looking at a coach and he has this outburst on Facebook posts and then nothing for three months and then, you <laughs> know, like there is no consistency, yeah. and no congruency, you think like, this guy is all over the place. Yeah. Or this girl is all over the place. Whereas if it's someone who consistently is just putting stuff out there and um, th- th- is building the reputation of something, mm. then that's what people are attracted to as well, mm. right? And so this is, it's imp- like, it's fine if you want to hustle, if you're fine, if you want to work hard, but do it in a way that you can sustain, that it's not going to exhaust yeah. you.
0: It's so funny because when we were, just before that conversation, when you, when you say you're working seven days a week and all this stuff, the, the idea that came to you was like, man, if you had like a racing horse, right? and that was a, a, an amazing performing racing horse you would want to make sure it rests exactly Do you know right. what i mean and it's like yeah. it's funny that you would say that because yeah i th- that's what i'm saying like i get a little bit triggered around this whole you got to hustle like like you got to like work hard like i get it right for me there's richard reed is the founder of innocent right um smoothies right and uh, there was a thing he I, I i met him at a talk and a thing that he said i thought that was really uh, resonant for me was like yeah you've got to be willing if you've are gonna have got a full time job you've got to be willing to get up early in the morning mm. and you've got to be willing to work over the weekends and the evenings 100% I get that like that's how you, you see if you're really committed to what you're yeah. doing and what I love about what you're saying is that you've also got to look at what's your tempo find your exactly. tempo that you're yeah. going to be able to sustain because you're not going to help anyone if you crash and burn yeah. I mean I work with a lot of coaches or people like that and they're tired man they're like exhausted they put on weight they don't sleep well their yeah. relationships are falling to bits and I'm like What's the point of doing this if your whole life is going to shit? Yeah. Like who are you helping? Definitely. And and I want to jump to the question of have you come across people who look a certain way online and then you meet them an, in person and they're different? Oh, well, for sure. For sure. And and, and
1: <sighs> when I do talk on when I do talk on pe- um, what's it called uh, self-confidence. Yeah. Um I always tell people, look, stop comparing People's Facebook persona, right? Facebook sort of mask that they have with your own self-knowing of your insecurities and your weaknesses and flaws and all this stuff. Because it's not fair, you know, comparing apples with apples. Mm. you know if you go out there and you know just give someone the highlights of your life and yeah i've been on holidays and i had a such a good day yesterday <laughs> they all feel like shit because <laughs> f- oh you know she's doing so well and he's doing you know he's so having the dream but they don't know that you've been crying half a day yesterday or something like yeah it's not it's not objective like not what sure. people put out there Some. Pe- and this is the more impressive it is when you know someone through social media and you meet them, and they're exactly the
0: person. Yeah. You know. Um, so. <sighs> what's, the wha- what's the most vulnerable thing you've ever posted on Facebook? Oh. Wow. Um.
1: I think there must have been something like about having having a shit day or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, I I don't have these like dramas. I'm sure I could but I'm just I hate drama I don't dramatize anything I don't get dragged into arguments um, <laughs> when people want to I say okay you know fuck it let's talk when you cool down so I, I don't do drama mm. I don't do drama I don't want it yeah so um, I'm i am just
0: not dramatizing things yeah 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 and it's so if you could have a wish if you could have a magic wand and you could make a wish for, for the industry of life coaching as a whole what would it be? Um. wow
1: I would okay um i would want people to be more aware of what coaching is mm. and how it could help them mm. i wouldn't make it any easier for anyone for any coach sure. because uh, when i started coaching and i found out how many coaches i'm doing quote unquote coaches mm. are out there i was like shit. how am i ever gonna make it there's <laughs> so much competition yeah and now I know there's, n- there's very little competition mm. because you know yourself, like we know dozens and dozens of coaches, yeah. coaches, yeah. and yet only we know just a few that are actually making a living with that.
0: Yeah. Because I think it's something like, um, I, I saw a study about this, it was something stupid like 85% or 90% of all coaches earn like $1,000 or less. Yeah. It was yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I forgot what the stat was, but it yeah. was, I, I remember going, oh my God. I
1: would I would even say that you know 80 or 90 percent of coaches never have paying clients. They coach neighbors and family and friends, Mm. and uh, because there are all these coaching schools and they just take on hundreds of people every year, and there there are these people that have 50 coaching hours, you know, and they have certificate and they feel oh I'm a life coach, but uh, you know that that's not you're not ready, you're not ready after that, and I'm actually glad that it's so hard to make it. Because I'm willing to put the house in and the mm. work in, and to to commit to
0: that, and it will filter out all these just yeah, you know that that just yeah, I love that. It's like a pyramid, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's like a pyramid of like a, you fil like even a marathon. Let's see who uh, let's see who th- let's see if you're really ready. Yeah, to to d- run. I don't know how many miles it is to uh, 42 kilometers. Yeah, yeah, see. that's I right. I yeah. Let's see how many miles in before you give up. Yeah, because at the finish line, I can guarantee you that not all of you will show up. We'll not all be no, there. for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I love that. Um, what's next for Thomas?
1: Well, um, definitely launching this project. Okay, it's not enough. Yeah, um, it's still crystallizing what it's going to look like sure. and what um, form it will take. But I'm very excited about it because now I feel that it's something that really resonates with me, and, and I bounced off some um, very, very smart people mm-hmm. um, in. Th- Business and sure and so on, and they they like it, because I tell you why, because if you think of the big brands, and by no means I'm comparing myself to these brands. That will name, can we name? Oh, what sorry? Can we name some big big companies? Uh, brands? Pff, Nike. No, I mean I mean, can I say like? Oh yeah 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 There's censorship. was the question. <laughs> like no no no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, like, uh, but let's say, let's say you know um, uh, Tesla Motors, yeah, or you know SpaceX and SolarCity, yep. Elon Musk. Like the the reason why I believe the reason why people want Tesla car, it's not because it's an awesome car and it's a great car, you know what well it can do. But there are many electric cars and BMWs as well, you know. Sure. And, but it's because the the philosophy behind that, like what's behind the brand. There is like movement, exactly. Yeah. There's attitude, right? Yeah. Um Apple, exactly mm. the same thing. People want um iPhones and iPads because you know there is I believe some of the other products from the other companies are comparable in a way. True. But when you have Apple that it that, that comes with an attitude, right? So yeah. Like you are part of something, you there's a there's movement. Movement, yeah. you revolutionary or something. So um th- there are other other, you know, companies and brands that they have this sort of philosophy behind that. That people want to be part of, and I think this, you know, OK, it's not enough. I personally feel it's definitely something <laughs> I want to be part of. It's just sure. it represents me, and I, I hope that there are enough people that 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 will be like fuck yeah, that's me.
0: Yeah, you know, the the, the metaphor I got is like a badge of a badge of honor that basically says I've chosen not to settle. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. like it's like it's like being part of OK is not enough is it's it's a philosophy it's yeah. it's a belief of like yeah you know my physical state i'm not going to settle for that my, yeah. my emotional state my spiritual state, my whatever you want to call it state. Yeah. and it's like you become part of this like movement of basically in my career d- and it's and it's like the okay is not enough is almost a gateway to a lot of things in your life yeah but it's a philosophy that you buy in first and foremost
1: right yeah and I don't th- I hope it will, you know, attract the right people, ambitious people that are just as I said sick and tired of being average and overlooked and, and uh when they know
0: that they can do so much better. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So we're coming to the end of the interview. Great. And um I, I mean it's th- not great that it's over, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like oh <laughs> it's fucking <been> wait. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but uh but before I ask you the last kind of round of questions, um, you know, I, I just wanna give you some some acknowledgement around I think you've got like a really um intriguing and interesting presence okay. and what I mean intriguing and interesting is that you, you bridge a lot of different worlds in the right. coaching world I think you've got this kind of realness okay. and this kind of like actually yeah I think there is a lot of bullshit and it's, and mm. it's, you know, it's, it's a shame and I see that and uh, you've also got this kind of well I'm also going to work hard and hustle and get, yeah. get, get what I need yeah. to do so I think you've got this, this nice combination and getting to know you a bit better because over the last couple of years, we've only interacted a few times. And the yeah. last week, I think I've seen you like <laughs> three <Yeah>. times. <laughs> your girlfriend's <laughs> so probably becoming a little bit suspicious. Yeah, like, yeah she's like, what's this going on? you are texting him? <laughs> <laughs> is, are you still texting him at midnight? <laughs> but, um, but no, but like, I think I, I really enjoy, especially your kind of owning who you are and yeah. putting yourself out there in the way and actually saying, hey, I'm not perfect. Like, uh, Yeah, I say about... You shouldn't focus what people like, but I still go through that. And I think there's a humility and humbleness mm. around that, which, which is very appealing to people. And, and, and I can see why, you know, you, you, you're good at what you do and why you're getting clients. So I just want to give you some I appreciate that. that. Thank yeah. you very much. Th- that was
1: nice. So you acknowledge me for the, for the reasons that I value. Um, you do what you do. Value, yeah. 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 That's really good.
0: Uh, what's one thing most people don't know about you? well, th- you see this is one thing,
1: and this is something we talked about the other day. It's just I'm so transparent, I'm just so transparent that I don't really have secrets i don't um what's the what what people don't know about me? I love teas <laughs> I don't drink tap
0: water <laughs> ever oh, well, there you go um t- you know, I love that, that was filtered water. That I gave yeah, you I know, I can, <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I'll tell you something, you know, and and
1: do this. Um if make a black tea, you drink black tea?
0: No, I drink more like herbal teas, green teas. Right. Kind of okay. Stuff.
1: If you make a black tea out of tap water and next to it a black tea out of uh, like uh, you know, packed water. Um like mineral water. Yeah. You'll see the difference. You're like it's it's disgusting. Really? The the tap water tea is just cloudy with this kind of Layer on the top, this oil stain things. Fla- Where the hell you get your water, mate? When you Fla- Fla- talk London, London <laughs> <water>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> in carry Wharf, I just dip into yeah, the yeah, it's like you go know, to No, but try, it, try, it. <laughs> and when you make yeah. tea out of um, you know, the water that you buy, it's just clear, it's like beautiful, transparent, and the w- why I went for you know oh, stop drinking tap water because when I was a child, my grandma in my village, she had a well and uh, it'll be quick
0: no 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 I'm, j- I'm just checking that <laughs> okay. all the sounds are
1: good um she had a well and she used to um she obviously pumped water out mm-hmm. of the well and i used to go there you know and one of the reasons why i love going there because she always made this tea and she was she was poor lady she was buying the cheapest tea you could get mm-hmm. just black tea and it was so nice it was uh, just like clear and it was so fresh and you tasting so nice
0: and when I make tea out of this, this kind of mineral water, I- it's just the same. It's like, uh, you might not, I don't know if you're aware of the Madeleine de Proust, it's like an old novel, which basically talks about the, what um, he smells a madeleines and it reminds him of his childhood. Right. So it's almost right. like you taste this, right. this tea of fresh, clear water and it brings you back to your, yeah. to your grandmother. Yeah. Um, what does being unconventional mean to you? What does being unconventional
1: mean to me? um uh, funny enough i'm just uh, uh, on my way here i started reading the book um rules for revolutionaries
0: kawasaki yeah yeah
1: and so uh, you know bring something new breaking some rules um uh, pissing some people off and um but i think whatever you do it should always represent who you are mm. don't just don't just rock the boat because because you want to be different Mm-hmm. and if it's not you you won't be able to sustain it.
0: Yeah. Uh you're given a huge billboard in the uh-huh. central in central London, Piccadilly Circus, that whole Ted thing Sony thing becomes a big billboard where you can put one message. Okay. That everyone's going to see when they walk around and then they're going to see it. What message would we want them to read? Have we got coach yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love
1: it. I really believe in coaching yeah. and people, you know, their lives
0: would change if if, if, they, if they try that. Yeah. Last question um, Your blog post, your Periscope videos, your Twitter account, everything gets erased. Uh-huh. And you get to leave behind three truths that are for you truer than true. In
1: well, what w-
0: form? So it's like three things that you believe in that you've learned. Uh, like, right, tomorrow's your last day. Okay. And you could leave behind you written on a piece of paper three things that would be passed on to people clients loved ones what are the three truths that you hold dearly and it's for like people from, like, from a family like um, just just in life like it could like just th- three things that you that you know like three truths like forget about the whole business okay, forget okay, about like, like okay. it's just like three things that you believe in that are like are dear to you that you would want to pass on wow you totally caught, m- caught me off guard. um
1: Um I don't know. Maybe I need to work on my, <laughs> on my maybe I need to work on my will, you
0: know. No, 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 because I think so let me ma- let me make it more simple, yeah. right? It's it's the same thing that if um it's basically it's like if you could give 3 TED talks on three okay. important messages. All right, okay, that's, that's good. Yeah, like if you could give 3 TED talks and each one of them would have a truth or like a message that you really believe in. All right, okay. What would those TED talks be?
1: Right, one of them would be um, be real. Mm. Next one would be stop making the fucking excuses that you're not motivated. Mm. You're not imo- you don't need motivation to do things. Mm-hmm. And the third one would be always have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It may seem very shallow, but um whatever you do, like whether you're running a business or you know you have go to work or you go out or i don't know like enjoy it like have fun because we can get caught in this like chasing the next levels yeah. and um just accomplishing stuff and building things, and it becomes a a chore True. We just just miss the experience,
0: yeah. Where can people find you? Where where do you hang out the most? What's your like, place uh, where you go?
1: N- now when I when I moved to Canary Wharf into in my apartment, which you need to come and visit 100%. one day, um, so um, that's pretty much where I am. I love the place and and. I don't go out that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so people can find me at home. Uh, people <laughs> can so online. Uh, I
0: forgot to say online. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Before you give out your home <laughs> address <laughs> and people start showing up at your house, they'll be <laughs> like, Wait, so where do you hang out most online? So um, my Facebook, yeah,
1: uh, Tomas Vitoca. Then um, my Twitter at TSLiveCoaching. Uh, my website, tscoaching.co and Periscope mm. at TS Live Coaching. Boom. I'm there a lot.
0: Thomas, thank you so much for coming on the show. That was awesome.
1: Absolute pleasure being here. And I hope that your listeners got something useful out of this.
0: 100%. All righty. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I did. If you'd like to find out more about Thomas and his work, you can do that over at tscoaching.org co that's ts coaching all in one word, dot and of course there will be all the links to his social profiles over on the show notes which you can find at ww.markederoos.com forward slash episode forward slash forty four. If you'd like to let me know what was your favourite bit, do that over on Twitter at Mark Roost. you can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mark Two things one the meetup group that I'm organizing in London that is happening this Wednesday is now fully booked. 37 people have RSVP'd, which is amazing. I was expecting less than 30 people, so we've got seven people on the waiting list, but that, that's all good. And also the YouTube channel has now got 885 subscribers. The goal was to take it from less than 100 at January to 1,000 by the end of the year. So if you wanna help me get over the line and you enjoy the content I'm putting out, then go over on www.youtube.com forward slash Roost. i may have forgotten one of the w's there doesn't matter until next week because i cannot wait to share with you next week's episode but until then you know what time it is it's time to take action